The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House podcast, episode number 198, Chris. Oh, is it? Yes, 198. I'm Marty Day. And I am Christoph, and I appreciate you guys very much for, uh, for continuing your listening, or if you're new... I guess there is a possibility. Yeah, it, it, hey, somebody's new. That can happen at any time with any podcast, Chris. People yeah, can uh, t- can jump aboard at any time. Pr- uh, probably one that's uh, more promoted by its hosts. Because uh, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> I just kind of this thing kind of just we do it and then it goes out there. <laughs> it exists. It casts off. But thank you for joining the SS Roughhouse. We very much appreciate you uh, <laughs> hopping aboard. Uh, as always, it is an interesting time in professional wrestling. Uh, what What's the saying uh, that, that it's kind of an insult to be told, uh, may you live in interesting times? We are, if anything, um, living in interesting times when it comes uh, not just to pro-res, but the world outside of pro-res. But uh, we, we certainly are, are not without... Uh, items and uh, events to discuss. Uh, it was another jam-packed week of, of professional wrestling. Uh, we had the draft. We had NXT TakeOver. We had uh, yeah. a, a new name and new layout for the Performance Center officially announced. Uh, we had uh, a, a, uh, a multi-million dollar, excuse me, multi-million dollar lawsuit thrown at Matt Riddle, WWE, Evolve, and Gabe Sapolsky uh, yeah. by one Candy Cartwright. Uh, we had more G1 action, and we had an absolutely packed dynamite celebrating 30 years of Chris Jericho. Uh, it, it was an insane week, and as always, me and Chris are your Sherpas through a week of weirdness. Well, so mostly Marty. I'm yeah. just here to, to wisecrack. <laughs> but let's kick it off with a look at the WWE. The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years. The revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Uh... <laughs> Vintage. Do you have the Coliseum home video theme on your uh, soundboard yet? I, I, not yet. I I, okay. I was trying to find a good copy of that, but it said I just went with this one. Fair uh, enough. Fair a, enough. Anyway, it was a slam packed week for WWE. All, slam packed. Yeah. Body all, slam packed. Uh, yes. Uh, all building around the WWE draft, but that doesn't mean Raw was a lame duck show, as Raw had a rather significant change in one of their biggest angles as. The uh, now under contract, uh, uh, destroying from the inside retribution, yeah. now has a new leader, Chris, or maybe a leader they had all along as the leader of retribution was revealed to be Ali. I can't believe this only happened six days ago. It feels like it was two months ago at this point. Um, so, yeah, Ali, uh, you know, the. Man, there's 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 a couple wrinkles to this story that are uh, raising some eyebrows, at least uh, my eyebrows, my my bushy uh, Italian eyebrows here. <laughs> um, it's just uh, I mean, he was just a perfect 
you know, underdog baby face. Yes. And then, you know, they had this hacker gimmick, which was alleged to be him, which mm-hmm. may still tie in at some yeah, point. Yeah, it, it could. It absolutely could. Um, but he, you know, if you know anything about the guy and he's talked a great length about this, I believe both on the air and, you know, uh, in, in interviews and such like that, he was, uh, he was a Chicago police officer. Mm -hmm. Um, he is of, uh, Middle Eastern descent. Um, so there's a lot of different things, uh, to that make him this person, the person, not the Mm -hmm. performer. Um, and to take somebody with that history as a person and thrust them into this Antifa terrorist organization <laughs> yeah. that uh, Vince McMahon has put together and put him uh, as the lead of it, it's it's a bit of a, yeah, a, bit of a situation there. It, it's, it, it's very weird because, uh, you know, on, on one hand, I can, I can sit here and especially after the draft, because the way the draft landed, retribution is the biggest angle on Raw. Um, not, not to spoil too much about our discussion about, uh, the draft, but the other biggest angle I can think of on Raw, unless you're counting Randy Orton versus, uh, Drew McIntyre, which yes, I recognize is for the universal championship, but it's really bad. Um, the other big angle on Raw has been Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio. That's been moved in aggregate to SmackDown, uh, with, with Seth getting drafted, Ray and Dominic getting drafted and, and then Buddy Murphy, Buddy too, Murphy getting Murphy. drafted yeah. after the show. Um, so really your, your biggest angle on raw is retribution. Uh, and y- you know, I can sit here and say, okay, Mustafa Ali, Ali, whatever you want to call him. He's Prince no Ali. longer just, <laughs> he's no longer just on main event. He's actually possibly going to be in a main event, which is good like that there's there's a net positive there for that guy in his career in the same regard the optics of having your most prominent middle eastern roster member in a time where they're trying to literally stephanie mcmahon was given an award this week by forbes due to the one-two punch of how they've handled covid and how they've handled minorities how much did they have to pay for that award? I have no idea. But, like, literally this was brought up on television during the draft show on Friday. Huh. So you have that, and then you have your your most prominent – because I'm not going to say the only Middle Eastern superstar because you also have um, – oh, Jesus, I'm forgetting his name. The guy who they keep trotting out for the Saudi Abitunde? Arabia shows. No, no. Um, oh, God. He went against Cesaro, and he has a Twitch channel. Avocado? Ma, 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 no, no, da, no. Avocado? That's, 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 that's still a, that a tall Nigerian person? man. Uh, <laughs> shit. And I'm a pro wrestling podcaster and I can't remember this guy's name. Middle. I've never watched a Saudi show, so oh, I uh, have no basis. Anyway, he's, nevertheless. He's the guy from Saudi Arabia. He's yes. actually Saudi Arabian. Yes, yes. Um, Mansoor. That's his name. Mansoor. Oh, so they have Mansoor. Okay. They have Ali. Mansoor is doing nothing. Uh, oh. Ali. Uh, is their most prominent Middle Eastern superstar, and they're making him the heel leader of the heel organization. Uh, I, I will say, if I'm WWE and I'm wanting to do this right, and granted, that's a uh, a thought you can apply to a lot of what they yeah. do on television, I would handle how he explains his heeldom and other things uh, with the the subtlest of touches um because yeah, if one thing vince mcmahon is known to be it's subtle and, and and i was just about to say it's not gonna play out that way chris it's not yeah. gonna play out that way at all uh i i i am learning to try to wait and see more regularly because right now they have some storylines that are legitimately compelling and legitimately decent again a tip of the hat to roman reigns ray uso ray uso jay uso um <laughs> And uh, though parts of it are really cheesy, like the Aaliyah Murphy stuff, Seth versus Ray and Dominic has actually been a pretty well-executed feud, all things considered. Uh, and that's still going on, though. Still going, going on, on for like which a couple is crazy. Now. Yeah, it's been going on since May, because that's when Ray got his eyeball popped out. Jeez, that uh, was May? Uh, May or June. Yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been some time. Um but even then, it's been compelling. It's been interesting. It's led to good matches. So I can't, I can't entirely shit on it. I, I just want this to work out. And I, I also would not be surprised if there's 
part of this that is WWE going, uh, Dijakovic and uh, Dio Madden are at their best when they're shitposting, so maybe they shouldn't be uh, leading a, a, heel, <laughs> a heel stable uh, because we actually need someone who can cut a promo and then not totally ruin it by doing, you know, finger guns and zazzles on, on Twitter. <laughs> well, you know, they, they're okay. I don't think I followed Dio Madden or seen any of his stuff, but, uh, you know, T-Bar, is that Dijak? Yes. Dijakovic? Yes. He's got so many fucking names. Yes. The tall guy with the Feast Your Eyes. Will he still do the Feast Your Eyes? Is that RIP now? Uh, well, uh, the, only match? Match, the only match they've had so far ended in a schmaz, so, mm. yeah. That was against the Hurt Business, mm-hmm. I think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who are heels, right. by the way. Right, yeah. Who are heels. There's that. Where do they land? Are they, are they sticking uh, on Raw? They are. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that uh, when, okay. when we talk about the draft. But, um, yeah, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out. I will say there is also the weirdness that on Monday's draft, Retribution is in the draft. You know, the unpredictable, chaotic well, riot group. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they are assigned to Raw because Raw wants to deal with the issue. SmackDown could conceivably go, you know what? We want those psychopaths on our roster. Let's do that. I mean... <laughs> Look, I, there there was kind of a meme about uh, about the fiend last year about how you can't draft a murderer. <laughs> like that's where we're at now. Where yeah. I am to understanding kayfabe that Fox or USA is going. You know what we want? We want Antifa. We want. Yeah. <laughs> we want well. the protesters. We want the rioters. No, not the riot squad. No, don't move too fast, Ruby. We want. <laughs> we want the dipshits and masks. On our brand. Those are some slapdick masks, too. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how uh, Fox uh, as a whole would feel about uh, about that. So, yeah. Uh, uh, sure. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. yeah Good we'll, luck, Vince. Good luck trying to pull this off. Yeah. We, we'll, we will see what happens. But what we do know is uh, on Friday, the draft kicked off uh, for Raw and SmackDown. There were two separate groups broken down in, into who could be uh, – uh, drafted on each night. Night one has completed, uh, and the way it worked was SmackDown had, th- excuse me, uh, SmackDown had two picks to Raw's three because of their nature of being a two-hour and a three-hour show, respectively. Okay. So here's Makes how sense. it broke down. I'm not, I'm not going to go in order of how they're announced. I just will break it down in terms of uh, how it was. Uh, announced on television. Well, I, I had before you do. I had to have guessed. I have to guess that the number one seeds were the champs, right? McIntyre and Reigns. Smartly enough, they were. <clears throat> okay. Raw's first pick was Drew McIntyre. SmackDown's first pick was Roman Reigns. So no shifts of the belts there. I mean that makes sense because Roman Reigns definitely a bigger star, and you want him on Fox. So um, yeah. yeah, that that math checks out. Okay. So on on the raw side of things, this is who uh, was announced by the end of SmackDown television and additional uh, remaining wrestlers in the draft were signed after the show and announced on Talking Smack Saturday morning. So I, I will start with where we landed as of the end of Friday evening SmackDown. So for raw, we had Drew McIntyre, raw women's champion Asuka. So makes sense. Locking it down there. The Mm -hmm. Hurt Business. So that's MVP, the U.S. champion and Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Okay. AJ Styles moving over to Raw from SmackDown. (laughs) To separate him from Heyman even further again. Okay. To to do that. And also apparently his kid has like uh, football games on Friday night. So there you go. AJ's Uh, all about those Friday night lights. Naomi. Being moved over from SmackDown to Raw, so she's that's a no, top pick for her. Very good. Uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, I, I I'm hoping for the best there for Naomi. Yes, she will be separated from the Usos, which uh, could be good or bad depending on how you look at it. Um. The women's tag team champions and Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Okay. Uh, they're coming over. Although it was explained within seconds of them uh, being brought to Raw, that they will still defend the women's tag belts against any team from any of the three brands. And, of course, NXT was not part of this. So so it makes no sense to, nope. <laughs> to draft them then. Ricochet, staying on Raw. Okay. Mandy Rose, staying on Raw. Okay, well, she had just been brought to Raw yes. a week or two ago, right? Yes, by The Miz, who along with John Morrison, they were drafted together because they are a tag team. They're moving over to Raw from SmackDown. Okay. Then in one of the more interesting draft picks of the night, 
they there was a SmackDown tag team title match where Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura lost the SmackDown tag belts to Kofi Kingston and the returning Xavier Woods. Oh, Woods is back in action. Woods is back in action. And Woods and Kofi have been drafted over to Raw. The reigning SmackDown tag team champions <laughs> are on Raw. Who are the Raw tag team champions? Are they still Street Profits? Still the Street Profits. They okay. were not part of the uh, the night the pool. one pool. Okay, um, so uh, Big E was not drafted to Raw. He was not drafted to Raw. In fact, uh, to talk about SmackDown in, in, in a moment, uh, he will be solo on SmackDown. So now, SmackDown did pick him. Did pick him. And the thing okay. that doesn't make much sense is it was explained multiple times and demonstrated that there were stables that you could draft together the hurt business being a stable together the new day being a stable together tag teams yeah. together so miss yeah. and john morrison uh uh heavy machinery could be drafted as a duo so i'm to believe usa went we want kofi we want xavier we don't want biggie yeah we don't want all three guys zero sense if you could get more value for your pick why would you not and biggie is nothing but value but you right. know, when has any of this ever made sense? Uh, Dana Brooke staying on Raw and Angel Garza staying on Raw. Okay. Is Garza still a thing? Are we still making that thing happen? Yes. Garza is still a thing. Um, I do like been, what about Umberto Carrillo? Is he still a thing? I'll talk about him in a minute. All right. Uh, so for the SmackDown side of things, they drafted Roman Reigns to kick it off. Seth Rollins is their second pick. First time Seth has been on SmackDown, I think, ever. Uh, Yeah. Probably I mean, prior to, of course, all of the, the brand uh, split, the, yeah. the brand split and, and, and so on. Uh, Bianca Belair being drafted over to SmackDown from Raw. Uh, okay. that, that was kind of a, a one one a to um, uh, the uh, Naomi pick. Uh, Sasha Banks going to be staying on SmackDown, uh, which is interesting because she officially is going to have a hell in the cell match with Bailey. Did, so the they drafted Sasha belt. before Bailey. Bailey, I don't know if Bailey wasn't part of night one. I'll have to take a look uh, okay. and see what. The, right, I was going to say because why would you is? not? Why yeah. would you not take your SmackDown Women's Champion as your first uh, one of your first picks? It does not look like she was part of the gotcha. draft pool for night one because uh, I have a list of who was left over, which I'll explain where people went. Um, Jay Uso drafted for SmackDown. Uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio drafted for SmackDown. Big E drafted for SmackDown solo. And Otis was the final pick for SmackDown. He was also solo. Oh, Tucky. Yeah. Sorry, now sorry, this, sorry Tucky Genetti. This broke down to the following <laughs> remaining wrestlers in the night one draft pool. Humberto Carrillo, uh, Drew Gulak, Tucker, Mickey James, the Lucha House Party of Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado, Murphy, and Shorty G. Now the gimmick uh, of this hey, is Chad Gable. yes. Uh, the, the the gimmick of this is if you were not drafted, uh, you were then a free agent and could sign wherever you wanted to. And okay. um, uh, the names that ended up being picked were um, Drew Gulak to Raw, okay, Tucker to Raw, Murphy to Raw. Murphy to SmackDown. Okay. Kalisto to SmackDown. Not the rest of the Lucha House, house Party. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this leaves open Mickey James as a free agent, Grand Metalik as a free agent, Lince Dorado as a free agent, and Shorty G as a free agent. Dollars to Donuts, Chad Gable shows up on NXT on Wednesday. I mean, that would be the best thing for him. Drop the Shorty bullshit. Just have him be... Chad Gable and I don't know who he fights with. I I wouldn't mind seeing a uh, a, a Gable. Not that I would watch it, but the Gable yeah. uh, Priest situation happening there. Yeah, no, that for be the awesome. uh, North American title. I'd be very very much for it. Now uh, here's the full pool for night two, which will be on Raw on Monday. Uh, Andrade, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, Alistair Black, Alexa Bliss, Daniel Bryan, who hasn't wrestled in months. He's been on the creative team. But yeah. Hasn't been in ring. Uh, Carmella, King Corbin, Apollo Crews, Nikki Cross, Daba Kato, uh, the team of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Wait, hold on. Apollo Crews? Yes. Isn't he part of her business? He is not. He's been feuding with them for 15 weeks straight. 
Oh, but okay. he is. Maybe he that's is why I was associating him with them is because yeah. that's all I would just see their names together all the damn time. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Elias, who we also haven't seen for quite some time. I think the last time we saw him was when he got thrown off that balcony. I forgot Elias existed as a human being. There you go. Eric of the Viking Raiders. Okay. <laughs> just Eric, though. Yeah, well, uh, Ivar is Ivar is uh, out with neck, convalescing. neck injury. Um, Lacey Evans, Charlotte Flair, Jeff Hardy, Billy Kay, Lana, Keith Lee, Riddick Moss, Natalia, Titus O'Neil, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, R-Truth, who is still okay. the 24-7 champion, Retribution as a group, listed as uh-huh. Mustafa Ali, T-Bar, May, Slapjack, Reckoning, and Retaliation, and it might be someone new and or different as Retaliation as... Uh, word is that Mercedes Martinez's call up to the main roster has been canceled. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Why? I'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 did she? Uh, I, I'm just going to assume it's the one to punch of old and gay. Okay. Which, uh, which to Vince McMahon just means you're dead. Well, I mean, why did you even bring her up in the first place? Great question. I think it's fucked up because she's an incredible talent. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me. Anyway, Matt Riddle, the Riot Squad <laughs> as a duo, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, Peyton Royce, Arturo Ruas, which is just a fun name to say. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> he, I believe he had a cup of coffee on NXT and then got called up. I think he's mostly been seen in Raw Underground. Okay. Uh, Sheamus, the team of Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, the Raw Tag Team Champions of the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, who are pretty, I'm pretty sure they're going to SmackDown. Um, well, all, uh, you know, if, they, well, you know, they separated Naomi from her husband. Yeah. Um, but Bianca Belair is married to um, Montez. Uh, Montez Ford. Yeah. And then what other couple wise do we have there? Uh, Zelina Vega, was she mentioned at all? Uh, she she is later in the list. Yes. Okay. So they could all split right, her and Alistair. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What other couples are going on there? Uh, Andrade and Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, she's been, she's out of action yeah. currently. But she's part and, of the list, so I guess maybe mm. she's coming back. Okay, um, interesting. Anyway, Braun Strowman, the, the returned as of Friday night, Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Triple H getting getting deep in those likes lately. Yeah. Um, Tamina, <sighs> Akira Tozawa, who survived the, uh, the shark attack. Um Selena Vega, Bray Wyatt, and the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn, who I would assume would be staying on SmackDown because the U.S. Champion went with to Raw. So You would assume. Yeah, it's, but, you know, uh, assumption gets us nowhere. I, I would, wouldn't be surprised to see Owens and Bray Wyatt land on the same brand because uh, that's, a, that's a feud that's going on right now. And I, and I do suppose that with Hell in the Cell, I believe this, sun, this coming Sunday, a week from today, um, I would not be surprised to see uh, certain matches built so they can take belts off of people sure. as well. Uh, nevertheless, um, not a, uh, not a like life shaking, life changing draft, but some interesting things that I, I think the thing that is most worrisome is how dreadful story-wise raw is now as arguably the, the three most effective stories in WWE main roster television right now are now all on SmackDown with the Reigns Jey Uso feud, the Sasha Bailey feud, and the Mysterio uh, Seth Rollins feud. Because really, all Raw has now is McIntyre Orton, which has been mm-hmm. going on forever and just needs to fucking end, and Retribution. Right. So. Well- Retribution first pick on Monday, and uh, they'll they'll own Raw. <laughs> Retribution Raw. Yeah. They'll, they'll drop the WWE. We'll, we'll have to see how it all plays out. Nevertheless, let's go ahead and talk about the best month in professional wrestling. Let's get into the G1 Climax, as we've had ourselves... Another lengthy week of professional wrestling. One, two, three, four, five, six shows since we last recorded, Chris. I know. Six I know. Goddamn it's show. So much wrestling. And I think, I feel like 
it being in the fall has just made it even more difficult to keep up um, because normally G1 season summertime and, you know, yeah. everything's a little more relaxed. You have a little more time in the summer. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's balls to the wall, four shows, four to five shows a week and yeah. consecutive nights. And, you know, you get five matches per show, um, you know, usually one or two is skippable. Uh, I myself have been trying to watch every match in each block. I am as of this morning show, uh, I think four or five shows behind uh, again, because uh, yeah. I watched four shows yesterday, <laughs> Friday and yesterday, because I was really far behind. Um, yeah. So, yeah, now I'm only about a week behind in G1 action. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the winners and losers have been spoiled, but. The, I'm so far behind that by the time I was watching some of the matches that happened a week and a half prior, I had forgotten who had won. So it still came as kind of a surprise to me of some of the uh, some of the victories that I watched. Yes. And uh, it's it's been uh, a hell of a week of professional wrestling, including last night's show in Osaka, night 13, which has had many people across the Internet, including uh, legendary wrestling reporter Dave Meltzer calling it the best show of the tournament, if not one of the best shows this year. Um, I'll just go very quickly through the results. Uh, October 5th brought us night nine. Um, that hey, had, I watched this night. Yes. Uh, so we had <laughs> Shingo versus Yujiro. Shingo taking the win in about 13 minutes. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Jay White. Uh, Jeff Cobb winning that one in kind of a shocker. Uh, I I watched that one, uh, if only because of the fact that I wanted to see Jeff Cobb toss Jay White around like a little baby. And that he did, and it was wonderful. He even yes. tossed Gato around like a like a even larger, balder, fatter son. <laughs> uh, Kazuchiko Kata defeating Minoru Suzuki in about 14 minutes. Another great match, although honestly, every single Okada Suzuki match will forever be batting for second place for that 30th anniversary match fought out outdoor, outdoors in the rain, which is uh, one of the coolest yes. visuals ever. Uh, Ishii versus Taichi. Uh, Ishii going over in about 18 minutes. Um, that was a low-key banger, by the way. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Taichi hell, having a hell of a tournament and yeah. Ishii just being Ishii. Yeah, and Ishii getting a very gifable moment of no-selling Taichi taking off the tearaway pants. How dare you? How dare you, Tomohiro? And then the main event, Kota Ibushi defeating Will Ospreay in a battle of the himbos. Ibushi winning in 16 <laughs> minutes. Ospreay is working each each match a little more heelish, it, yes. it, it, it appears. He was yes. full-on cocky prick here. Um, but Ibushi... I, I, I love Ibushi's face for many reasons. Uh, but his facial <laughs> expressions... Because he goes... You know, he has the, okay, let's do this. I'm determined to fight you, fighting spirit sort of face. And my two favorite faces are the, the no-sell, I'm going to murder you face which is legendary. Uh, and then the, okay, now I'm pissed off face. And when he did his top rope Rana and Billy did his flip, um, didn't land it as well as he has in the past, but he kind of, he is a, like he a, is a bit beefier now. Yeah. Uh, but he still, you know, it, it still was effective. And then Ibushi turned around and saw it. And that look on his face, like you motherfucker, you're <laughs> dead now. And it was glorious. Yeah. Yeah, very, very awesome. That's one I, I, I intend to catch up with today uh, because, as as mentioned last week, I'm in full. I'm picking and choosing matches I want to watch mode. Well, you're uh, smart, Marty. I'm, <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment for a free time that I do not have. October 6th brought us night 10. Uh, that was a B-block show. Goto defeated Yano in the quickest match in G1 history. 18 seconds. The full match fit on a GIF. Um, <laughs> and, you know. Good, because, yeah, the the Yano antics are fun, but, you know, you get uh, five nights into the block action and it's the same shtick. Um, So it was a it was a turn. So uh, Yano got a a taste of his own medicine and Goto, I think, could have used a 18 second match at this point in the tournament. So it worked out uh, for him really, really well there. Uh, Up up next, we had a match with uh, Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. Mm -hmm. Sonata definitely snoozed in the first half of the uh, tournament, but he's really waking up now, starting with uh, that match with Naito he had last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed the match with ZSJ, and uh, he went over clean here with, I think, a uh, a moonsault or two, and then got the got the clean one, two, three on uh, yep. ZSJ. 
Yes, indeed. Then uh, Evil defeated Juice Robinson uh, as Juice kind of continues his uh, possible ascent into the mix of main eventers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Juice is, uh, you know, he's always had this weird connection with the crowd over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're super into it. And Evil, you know, still has a significant amount of heat from uh, events that transpired over the summer. So, uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a. You know, it was a good match. I don't think it was a must-see match by yes. any uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, but a good showing by both fellows. And um, Evil picked up the W there. Yes, if indeed. I'm not then we had Tetsuya Naito versus Yoshihashi. Man, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm becoming a Yoshihashi fan because I'm not. However. Dude is putting the work in this G1. I will give him credit. What what I will say is you can say the same sentence right now for Naito because Naito Naito has for the past year or so, you could very much point to Naito's hurt. Naito might be on the downside. Naito might be getting washed up. But this G1, Naito's working like it's five years ago. Like he is 10 years ago. Yeah, he's. He's bringing out all of his A game here, and you know when you, when you have that, you you end up with uh, with a, a very interesting tournament uh, because you also have a guy like Tana who is surprising us with him digging deep and pulling out another great G one. That guy, you know, uh, as a late bloomer to New Japan, I miss mm-hmm. a lot of the Tana golden years. Now yeah. he's more or less in his twilight years uh yeah. one would think but then he you know puts on a showing a gutsy performance like he did in his match with kenta where his knees were worked over for 20 plus minutes and then he fires up and finds a way to uh to win and it's it just shows you how good that guy really is yeah that takes us to night 11 october 7th a block show ishii versus yujiro takahashi yeah, Yujiro is Yujiro, so I'm I'm guessing Ishii picked up a win here. Yeah, Ishii ended this up is, this winning. This is where I've stopped. Oh, this, this is, is where you stopped? Okay, I'll, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'll just run through the events here. Um, we had Kazuchika Okada defeating Jeff Cobb, which was a first-time match. A bit short, as huh, um, okay. uh, it, it only went 11 minutes or so, but, uh, you know, if anything, that went to Cobb's strengths as being kind of a, a quick, yeah. hard-hitting guy. Was we, it a uh, money clip or a... Uh, Rainmaker situation. Uh, it was uh, a seated cradle, the same thing that uh, Okada Suzuki, used man. on Suzuki. Gotcha. Speaking of Suzuki, after intermission, it was Will Ospreay versus Venero Suzuki, which uh, the internet raved about. Uh, Will Ospreay going over there. Jay White defeating oh, really? Taichi okay. in mm-hmm. the next to last match. Uh, and then the main event of that show was a Christoph Likelot battle for the heart as it was Shingo Takagi defeating Kota Ibushi in the main event. Oh, he beat Kota? He beat Kota. Oh, man, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to watching that. That's fantastic. Good for you, Shingo. Yeah. Night 12, B-Block night. We had Hiroki Goto defeating Yoshihashi. Um, Okay. We had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Toru Yano. They went 12 minutes. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, We had Sonata defeating Kenta. We had... Tetsuya Naito defeating Juice Robinson, uh, another okay. match where it looked like uh, Juice could pull off a big win off of one of the current main eventers. And then the main event was as heel versus faces, you can get Evil defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, the the, the Kenta Evil uh, situation throughout this G1 has been interesting about who's picking up wins over who and they had mm-hmm, their match against mm-hmm. each other sort of thing. So Evil beat Tana, whereas Kenta couldn't. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, feel like that's that's definitely going to be uh, coming up uh, in the Bullet Club real, real soon. So last mm-hmm. night's show, this is the one that, that people are losing their mind over. A Block kicked off with Cobb versus Ishii. Cobb getting the win over Ishii. Good. Uh, Good for him. Uh, the the description was fast and uncompromising on the Wrestling Observer write up. Uh, okay, we had Jay White defeating Yujiro Takahashi. Shocker. Uh, we had Will Osprey defeating Taichi. Okay. Kota Ibushi defeating Minoru Suzuki, and then the main event of Kazuchika Okada defeating Shingo Takagi, and then in the wee hours of this morning. 
uh, B-Block show, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Yoshihashi, Kenta defeating Toru Yano, Sonata defeating Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi in what has to be an upset. Wow. And then in your main event, Evil defeating Tetsuya Naito. Really? Yes. Wow, so, getting that win back. So with so. our final week of G1 ahead of us, tied four ways with 10 points at the top of the A block. Okada, Abushi, Jay White, and Will Ospreay tied for second. Uh, we've got three with six points. Ishii, Shingo, and Minoru Suzuki. Sorry, uh, five with six points. The the uh, split uh, was weird here. So five tied for second. Ishii, Shingo, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Jeff Cobb all with six points. And at this point, mathematically eliminated with zero points, Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> uh, and then in the B block, a tie for first as it's Naito and Evil with 10 points, mm. a three-way tie for second with eight points, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroki Goto, and Sonata, a four-way tie for third place as it's Yano, Kenta, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Juice Robinson, and then mathematically eliminated at the bottom of the B block with two points, Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Yes. Well, that's so. okay. He, uh, Yoshihashi has um, uh, influenced that UFC fighter who had that ridiculous knockout last night. So good you can Lord. sleep well, Yoshihashi. Good Lord. That that's <laughs> one of the greatest UFC knockouts I've ever seen. And the yes. part that I find even more amusing is it was on the UFC equivalent of being on velocity. It's fight Island. <laughs> um, God, if you OG five, three, if you have not uh, seen the video, uh, Chris posted a tweet about it. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible, if only for the sound of it, not just. Yeah, the, that's a hell of a smack knockout there. itself. Um, before I talk about NXT real quick, the collective continuing on this weekend, the collective uh, was supposed to happen during WrestleMania weekend, uh, was unable to due to the cancellation of events. And for some reason, they decided mid-October in Indianapolis, Indiana is the weekend to run a shit ton of pro wrestling shows during the time of COVID. Um, so far, so okay. Uh, the highlights we're talking about from that so far, uh, I hear the For the Culture show, which was Friday night at midnight. Uh, all, uh, all black wrestlers, all black talent uh, mm -hmm. was apparently fantastic, including Two Cold Scorpio showing at 54 years old. He's still a better high flyer than 95% of those in the game today. He had a match with uh, um, uh, AR Fox, which was very well received. Oh, nice. Uh, we had yesterday afternoon Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Yeah. Which, uh, the which, Twink Gauntlet. Yes, which included the Twink Gauntlet. And uh, after the cancellation of one Priscilla uh, Kelly, uh, the ultimate twink, Marco Stunt, filled in. The elite twink. Yeah, I'm sorry. The elite twink, Marco yeah. Stunt, filled in, <laughs> uh, had a match against uh, gay superstar Effie, which included dildo boards and a finish yeah. that included an ejaculating dildo coming in Effie's face. Yeah, that's... That's, uh, that's, a, that's pro wrestling in 2020, ladies and exactly. gentlemen. Exactly. Uh, other things of note, uh, I hear uh, Lee Moriarty is the name to watch from this weekend. Uh, yeah, he, I've, I've seen his name pop up a lot. Yes. Uh, he had a match for AIW against Alex Shelley uh, that was very well spoken of. And last night during um, Joey Janela's spring break four had a match with Jonathan Gresham which was very well yeah. received. And uh, he Gresham ended uh, after ended up after the match, basically giving him an open invite to ring of honor at any given time. So uh, good things for Moriarty there. Also from uh, the uh, Joey Janela show, uh, we had a surprise appearance from orange Cassidy as he defeated Ricky Shane page in about eight minutes. Okay. Uh, he was a surprise uh, appearance at the top of the show. Uh, and in the main event, Ricky Morton at 64 years old beat Joey Janela. <laughs> he put over Ricky Morton. Yes. Of course he did. Good yes. for you, Joey Janela. The collective uh, continues tonight with the big show being uh, the Bloodsport Blood show uh, put on yeah. by Josh Barnett, main evented by John Moxley versus Chris Dickinson. 
So. Yeah, and you know, as we just went through this, there was a number of AEW contracted talent that mm-hmm. has appeared this weekend. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see how this pans out because, yes. uh, as we were texting yesterday, I feel like this could be the turning point in uh, Big TK allowing uh, AEW talent to work indies if this is in fact uh, revealed to be some sort of super spreader event. With uh, yeah. with I am I am I I. I now's not the time to be running into wrestling shows y'all i've said it before uh i mean some of it's cool to look at and and you can definitely say people were socially distanced for most of the shows don't know so much about spring break and it'll be interesting to see how it looks for blood sport but my thing and indie wrestling show probably not uh that bad 15 uh, consecutive indie wrestling shows in the same yeah. place with yeah. a lot of different people coming in and out and crowds. That's that's probably where we're going to run into some issues here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of any kind of testing protocol happening there. If any, um, I think for the performers, no doubt. But uh, in terms of the audience, maybe they're checking temperatures at the door. I don't know. Um, but, you know, the, the temperature is not a, uh, a COVID test. So, yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens in a couple weeks um, mm-hmm. or even this week if some of those people are not allowed back into Dynamite for, you know, any kind of reason or just that they have to quarantine for two weeks or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. Look, as, as we are seeing in real life with certain unnamed political leaders you can test negative and then suddenly be very, very positive. Yes. So I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. Let, 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 let's just kind of uh, bounce out of this and move to the sunny shores of NXT. I thought you were going to say Iowa. <laughs> no, it was a big, big, big week for NXT. As a few hours after we recorded last week, we had the 31st installment of takeover uh this time takeover taking place from the performance center but not just the performance center it is now called the capital wrestling center as the performance center has a brand spanking new name and a brand new look uh basically a mini version of the thunderdome uh but with added accoutrement like weird chain link fencing over top of the uh the ringside area and uh 100 fans allowed excuse me ringside um friends family yeah well i i my understanding is actually fans too Um, oh okay now here's the fun part they test for covid the day before the taping okay so you can go do your test and then go you know roll around in a big orgy of people and uh, still pick yep. up something. Still, still pop up for NXT. Cool. Anyway, yep. take over I, if, I'm, if I'm in Florida, if I'm in Winter Park, Florida, I am not attending any WWE shows. <laughs> First of all, if I'm in Winter Park, Florida, I'm fucking moving uh, <laughs> out of Florida. Uh, that's that's step number one. But, yes. you know. Um, so uh, TakeOver itself was actually a very, very good show. I, I watched most of it. Um, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I was surprised by how good it was. Uh, show kicked off with Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American title. Damian Priest going over in a very, very good match. As Gargano did his damnedest to put him over huge. Uh, the part that I, of course, found most hysterical, though, was after the show, Shawn Michaels putting over priest as a hot young talent in nxt when you realize that fucking priest is two years older than hbk was for his comeback run <laughs> after he lost his smile yes, yes. oh after wow he, he fucked yeah, up his well, back and everything everybody's young to Shawn michaels these days uh kushida ended up defeating uh alleged child groomer velveteen dream uh, for some reason, Velveteen Dream. I mean, I know the reason, but it looked really dumb. Velveteen Dream yeah. dressed up as uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future, and basically, Kushida just beat the shit out of him uh, for you the steal entire my match. gimmick, you friggin' pedo. Yes, uh, we had a commercial announcing that the October twenty eighth episode of NXT would be Halloween Havoc which I'm very excited for uh, okay. as, as an old WCW head, and it'll be hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. 
Okay. Definitely not going to be hosted by Tony Schiavone. No, unfortunately. Uh, in what I feel like was the most underrated match of the night, Santos Escobar retained the Cruzador title over Isaiah Scott in a great, great fucking match. Um, really a coming out party for both guys. Good, uh, good. Io Shirai defended the NXT Women's Championship successfully over Candice LeRae. Another very good match between the two of them. But what was most interesting was after the match, we had two returns to NXT. One via video, one live in person. So Io Shirai won. She was celebrating. And then the videos pop up with Tony Storm on the screen. Mm-hmm saying she's back in NXT and that it uh, it always has and always will be Tony time. So making it very clear that Tony Storm will be going after Io Shirai. But as soon as that vignette ended, we saw another one as it was revealed who was the former champion returning to NXT. We saw someone driving to the Capitol Wrestling Center on a motorcycle and looking Mad Max-esque, it was Ember Moon coming yeah. back from what we thought was a career ending injury to her Achilles heel. Good. That's um that's 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 good for her and uh it's good for the NXT Women's Division too. Uh, yeah. get some freshish blood up in there. Uh give Io Shirai some new uh some new formidable challengers here. Um yeah, I guess Tony I guess there aren't travel restrictions coming from the uk to the u.s so it makes sense to be able to get her in there i would imagine there's some kind of quarantine ish happening for her probably why it was just a video um but cool all right good for uh good for them and then your main event was finn balor defending the nxt championship versus kyle o'reilly as expected this match was out of this world both guys literally beating the hell out of each other both gentlemen bloodied up by the end of the night, and as it turned out, Finn Balor shattering his jaw in two locations in this Jeebus. match. So uh, the NXT champion uh, once again finds themselves injured. Uh, not just Finn Balor being kind of snake bitten when it comes to championships, but this yeah. is the second NXT champion in a row who went too hard in their first match involving the title and hurt themselves. Any word on how long uh, Finn Balor will be out? Uh, It sounds like they needed the swelling to go down before they can do a proper x-ray. So uh, as as of Wednesday, (laughs) it was still up in the air. So uh, we will see what happens. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Where the hell is Tommaso Ciampa? Well, he did pop up on NXT on Wednesday. So I'll talk about that in a minute. Post the match, uh, Ridge Holland popped up. And Ridge Holland has slung over his shoulder a knocked out Adam Cole, uh, much to the worry of the remaining members of the Undisputed Era. So you had this setup of Ridge Holland being like the next big bad, having beaten up the winningest NXT champion of all time. Um, This was short lived, however, because on Wednesday, Ridge Holland, who, by the way, I found out is a legitimate rugby superstar under his real name. Ridge Holland isn't a real name? No, they gave him a gimmick name. Okay. They brought a rugby star in and they gave him a fake name. Okay, what's his real name? Luke Menzies. Okay. Ugh, Menzies not a good name. It's so. not great. <laughs> but what really isn't great is Ridge Holland had a squash match with Danny Birch. Okay. Ridge Holland beat the shit out of Danny Birch. This pissed off Oni Lorcan. Oni Lorcan went and did a flip dive over the top rope. And when Holland catched him, his leg buckled and he was taken out in a stretcher while screaming horribly. You can catch the uh, video of the injury on our Facebook page. Oh, this guy. Okay. All right. So the official injury for Ridge Holland is he suffered a left ankle dislocation and fracture. Ooh. And a right knee uh, patellar dislocation, so your kneecap. He dislocated his right kneecap and ruptured the tendon of his kneecap. So he fucked up his left ankle and his right knee. That's that's a damn shame. That's a tough break, kid. Like, it looked Sid-esque when he landed. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I I don't care for those types of videos. Uh, It's, It's real, real bad. I'm a uh, I'm I'm a little girl when it comes to those things. I don't like them. Yeah. So, 
Uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Since you yeah, asked, what happened with him? He ended up popping up on NXT in the first match, having a, a back and forth brawl with Kushida. Uh, but okay. that match was cut short due to a DQ run in from Velveteen Dream. So uh, Ciampa still in the mix. Just uh, he played kind of a second fiddle to the Kushida Velveteen Dream angle. That's kind of a bummer yeah. for him. But really, the the big bummer for NXT this week is you have kind of a one-two punch of your champion is injured and your next big thing also injured. Brock so, Lesnar? Um, next, next, next big thing. I'm trying to think <laughs> how many big things were in on this one. Because I know Bobby Lashley was like Black Brock. And then yeah. Drew McIntyre was the chosen one. The chosen one, yeah. So I, I don't know how many next were in. Anyway, it was it was not a great week for NXT. Who, speaking of Brock Lesnar, was it Jeff Cobb? Somebody did like a, an F20 and just flung somebody. I think it was Kabo Nabushi. Yeah. He did like uh, like an F5, but he got like three rotations out of Ibushi yes. and Ibushi landed like flat on his chest. Didn't put his arms down for protection because Ibushi's a madman. And yeah. it was a glorious, glorious spot. It was glory. Very glorious indeed. Also glorious Gold. this Gold. week, Chris. It was another great week of AEW Dynamite live on TNT. It was the 30th anniversary celebration of Chris Jericho. Uh, Since you did not watch the show, I'm just going to very quickly run through the results instead of our standard back and forth. Um, Kickoff of the show, Brian Cage defeated Will Hobbs, retaining his FTW title. Okay. Um, Very, very Good good match. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, post-match, uh, Ricky Starks and Taz, who were on commentary, joined Brian Cage in the ring. Taz cut a promo saying Hobbs was very impressive, and he said, you have two options. You can join Team Taz or you're going to get beat down, and that caused Darby Allen to run out and make the save. Darby. So uh, the feud with Darby, Hobbs, uh, and Team Taz continues. Okay. Uh, we had a series of video promos over the course of the night to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho. Many names involved here, but w- one was very interesting. So you had your D-list celebrities like Dennis Miller and Kevin Smith. You had your musicians like Slash and uh, uh who was it? Gene Simmons and Paul Gene Stanley. Simmons from Kiss. For some reason, Bully Ray Paul popped Stanley. up. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he showed Ooh. up with a video. Shaquille O'Neal sent one in. Lars Ulrich sent one in. Don Callis sent one in. The one that made me super excited. Ultima Dragon sent oh. one in. Uh, yes, Landstorm <laughs> sent one in. But the one that everyone was all literally a Twitter about was Hiroshi Tanahashi pops up. The ace. The ace standing in front of the lion mark. Mm. Wishing Jericho happy 30th anniversary in professional wrestling. And what was also interesting is over the course of the night, we had two promos for next week's big world title match between Lance Archer and John Moxley. Both gentlemen referring to their prior death match earlier this year at Wrestle Kingdom, which was and, awesome, by which the way. was awesome. But more importantly, they had still photos, quote unquote, according to the graphic in the lower left, provided by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Really? For those. Now, what huh. I would advise, Chris, if you're skipping around on this, definitely take time to watch the Mox promo. Because the okay. Mox promo is peak Mox promo. He, he like By the end of the promo, he's literally just sitting at the end of a bar drinking shots. And it is the most laid back yet serious promo I've ever seen out of the guy. I I, I, I adored it. It's short, sweet, and to the He's point. not doing his shoulder thing? He's not doing his shoulder thing. Okay, good. And also, he needs a lay back on the shoulder. Also, he, he, cut a, uh, he, uh, he cut a little line at the end, and he said, and you know what? No matter what happens, Lance, it's like you always say, everybody dies. <laughs> so you're just, you, you're just burying his catchphrase. I love well, it. That's well, it wasn't, uh, it, to me, it wasn't so much burying. It's just giving it that extra inflection of just like, you know what? I might get killed in this. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, yeah I, I thought it was really good. What did, uh, I'm one, okay. Hypothetical question for you, friend. Yes. You are uh, at a bar. You're bartending. Yes. Okay. Uh, and John Moxley walks in. What do you think he's ordering from you? Shots. Of? 
Uh, probably tequila. He seems like a tequila, tequila guy. That or just tequila straight guy. beer. Like I, I don't, I don't see him as being a, uh, a, a, you know, like a mixed drink guy. He's not ordering a Cosmo for sure. No, uh, no. Um, maybe maybe a whiskey shot, perhaps. Yeah, I, I could see whiskey too. But yeah, he strikes me as a he's a straight alcohol or a beer guy. What about Lance Archer? Lance Archer walks into a bar you're working. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, the big man. You know, I could see him not drinking at all. Now that I think about it, straight edge Lance Archer. Not so much straight edge. More, uh, I'm training, and alcohol doesn't give you muscles. He's from Texas, though, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Then that, <laughs> that that's a fair point. Then it's probably just straight beer for him too. Like I, I don't see him as being a, a fancy guy. The thing about beers, there's too many carbs in beer. So I feel like a whiskey or something, some kind of straight liquor, probably some kind of brown liquor is the way to go. I wonder if, uh, you know, you know, your unhinged uh, animal John Moxley, you know, in his house in Las Vegas with with Renee has this like wonderful subterranean wine cellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chateau Marmont, which is to to be fair, John Moxley is the same guy who started his Chris Jericho big shoot interview by saying, Chris, let me give you an amuse-bouche. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He did. And I popped for that. And yeah, we'll yeah. continue to yeah. because and maybe, you know, maybe part of the time he spends bonding with his wife is watching Top Chef. Yeah. I want to imagine yeah. uh, him being a, uh, for one of the quick fire challenges, being a judge for uh, for one of those. And then, yes. you know, locking Tom Colicchio in, in the fucking dirty deeds and dropping him. I don't know the likelihood of this happening, but it just struck me, and 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 I recognize the Venn diagram uh, beside you and I of people who watch pro wrestling and watch the Chef Show is probably not yeah. a very big one. Well, but does. John Moxley on the Chef Show, hanging Man. out with Roy Choi and John Favreau yeah. would be a fucking ball. I'm a hundred percent here for that. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Uh, John Moxley's uh, signature dish is. I don't know. I I think he also popped up on uh, Brandy's cooking show. Uh, okay, shot so, of Brandy. Yeah, and I think he was very much in the bag for it. I feel like Moxley's signature dish would just be a can of Hormel chili, just poured over uh, some tortilla chips, <laughs> <laughs> not heated up. No cheese sauce, maybe some ha- some uh, pickled jalapenos on there, yeah. and then that's it. I that, feel like that's, that's yeah, the Yeah, R- Renee's definitely right the cook of the house. I mean, she's oh, got yeah, the cookbook yeah, coming yeah. out, so. Right, yeah. Go. Well, that's the tie-in for Top Chef. You get, yeah, yeah. you know, you get Renee on there, and then uh, Mox sneaks up behind and, you know, slaps a figure four and Padma's uh, long legs. <laughs> I'm here for it. Speaking of uh, uh, Renee, uh, something very weird. She's going to be hosting a post-draft show on Fox Sports. Like, as in, she's hosting a WWE show for Fox Sports on the 16th. But not, like, for WWE. It's for Fox. By Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of weird. still, get yourself away from this this realm, kid. Yeah, just... You know. Go far, far away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, also on Dynamite this week, uh, FTR did their 20-minute challenge with the Hybrid 2, uh, which was a pretty decent match for the most part, uh, except for when Jack Evans was Jack Evans and did too many flippy doos and then started botching all of them. Um, <laughs> unsurprisingly, uh, FTR retains the belt there, but uh, they got confronted post-match by the best friends to set up a proper tag title match for the anniversary show next week. Um, Cody ended up winning the TNT championship in a dog collar match, defeating Mr. Brody Lee. This match went long and fucking ruled. Like this was just a full on brawl. Uh, I recognize you may not get to watch this. So Chris, if you had to guess the first person to bleed in the match, who would it be? (laughs) Uh, I would guess Cody. Well, how about if I broke it down like this? Cody came to the ring with Arn Anderson, and Mr. Okay. Brody Lee came to the ring with John Silver and Anna Jay. Oh, so the first person to bleed was Arn Anderson? First person to bleed was John Silver. Within seconds okay. of the match starting, Cody runs up to John Silver with the chain and forearms him. And uh, Silver decides to gig within like the first 15 seconds of the match. Nice. Very nice. So it put it over pretty strong. It was a very, very good match. It was, I, 
I could sit here and I can hem and haw appropriately so about whether it was too early for Brody Lee to lose the belt, but mm-hmm. he got just destroyed in this match. I mean, both guys got destroyed in this match. It was it was a sick, plunder-filled match. Okay. Um, it, it was very much Cody saying, I'm going to do a dog collar match like they did in the 80s. Uh, and to that point, yeah. they had Greg Valentine in the crowd watching because he had the infamous <laughs> dog collar match with Roddy Piper back in the day. So, uh, okay. by the way, Greg Valentine has rarely, rarely looked more like Mama Fratelli from the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Man, that's a great out. Uh, I know we still got stuff to talk about, but that's a great out. Uh, what the fuck is happening outside? Yeah, there's like a whistle that, like, or whistling? some shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Cody cut a promo after the match saying, you know, he's going to defend the title next week. And that brought out Orange Cassidy. So we're going to get Cody versus OC for the TNT title next week. I mean, I'm Um, happy that the open challenges seem to have uh, returned for for Cody and mm -hmm. the TNT title. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I feel like Brody probably had some more could have had some more time with it. But I agree. I agree. Um, we had three more names added to that AEW World Title Shot tournament, which will be ending at full gear, uh, joining the existing Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy, and uh, Ray Phoenix. It's going to be Colt Cabana, Wardlow, and Hangman Page. So okay. two more names right. still to be announced. Uh, if you have not read it, I highly recommend, dear listeners, to check out the uh, Hangman Page press release announcing his involvement in this eight-man tournament. It is supoib. A full page. It, it is uh, a full page, and it includes him calling Wardlow Ward Muscle Tits Low. <laughs> uh, so the this tournament has to come down to Page versus Omega, right? Or they're going to be in the semis, and someone's going to fuck it up for the other. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Kenny Omega cut a promo about said tournament, and because he is such a catty bitch, he kept pointing out that... This tournament is going to be the one, and he will be the one, which, of course, is the slogan of the G1. Yeah. Uh, Big Swole defeated Serena Deeb. Decent match. Serena Deeb, unfortunately, getting the jobber entrance for that one. Mm. Um, And then our main event was Chris Jericho and Jake Hager against the team of Luther and Serpentico. Wow. So Luther is headlining a dynamite where you had a dog collar match between Cody and Brody Lee. Uh, yes. And I get it. It's the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho. Um, Serpentico bumped his ass off for everybody. Luther had a, a round of shooting with Jake Hager at some point in the match. Jericho did his best to make Luther look good, but this was a whole bunch of nothing. Um, unsurprisingly, Jericho ends up winning, hitting Judas effect on Luther uh, post-match, Chris Jericho started to cut a promo, interrupted by MJF. MJF comes out with Wardlow with a surprise for Jericho. The surprise was a clown named Clownico, dressed like Chris Jericho, and had a, had a framed photo of MJF. Jericho hit the clown with a juice effect, broke the poster over to the clown's head. Jericho said to MJF, I hate clowns. Never interrupt me again. They stare each other down like they're going to yell at each other. And instead, they laugh it off and hug. Oh. This brings out the entire heel locker room to toast Jericho. And then saxophone music plays as everyone stands around like it's the end of Saturday Night Live. (laughs) And credits roll where every single credit listed was Chris Jericho. (laughs) That's That's, kind of funny. (laughs) And that's how they ended the 30th anniversary. Next week, absolutely packed show. As we've got, uh, we've got Moxley versus Archer for the world title. Cody versus uh, OC for the TNT Championship. Best Friends versus FTR for the Tag Team Championship. And for the Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida is going to be defending against Big Swole. They are packing oh, the uh, anniversary show for sure. So Swole's finally getting her shot. Nice. Yeah, Swole's finally getting her shot. And uh, that's that's your week in professional wrestling, Chris. Any thoughts before we wrap this sucker up? I'm just trying to figure out time in the rest of my day where I can squeeze in more G1 matches. <laughs> that's all I care about right now. Well, hey, this time next week, we're, we're going to know who won the G1. And let me tell you, it's not going to be Master Wano. <sighs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, u, v, q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Never to be outdone by the Frito-Lays Corporation, the WWE is proud to announce a line of snack chips for you. The WWE Universe. But unlike cheese, savory meats, various sauces, textures, and crunches from the traditional snack world, we wanted to give the WWE Universe the flavor of the WWE. That's why introducing new WWE Potato Crisps with such flavors as The Great Khali's Slimy Gums, JBL's Stupid Grin, and Whatever We Found in Wyatt's Beard. WWE Snack Crisps. Be sure to try additional flavors such as Luke Harper's chest drippings, Mark Henry thigh, Bastion booger, and sour cream and Ambrose, lunatic crisps, WWE potato snack crisps, available for purchase on the WWE Network. Good luck finding them. <laughs>